we're going to go to business uh, right now um, to, to talk more about this. Giles Beckford, uh, unemployment could be worse. Kira to you, Ben. Yes, uh, as you outlined there, uh, unemployment is high. Now, the expectation was that the market, uh, in uh, amongst market analysts, was that it would go up to 4.2, 4, 4.3%. That's not happened. Clearly, there's been an impact uh, from increased uh, migration, which has swelled the size of the workforce. 12,000 jobs are added to the economy in that quarter, but the slack is starting to show through in such things as the underemployment rate, which is people wanting to do more work, but it's not available. And wage growth, well, that was also a bit of a surprise. Uh, it remains solid, uh, just under 4% uh, for uh, the year, last year. Well, the numbers were stronger than analysts had been expecting. One of those uh, who had a punt at the beginning was the ASB senior economist, Mark Smith. Kia ora to you, Mark. Kia ora, Charles. Now, you were picking 4.2, I think, or 4.3%. Uh, why is the rate uh, below what people were th- thinking? Um, probably with the survey, there is a lot of variability from quarter to quarter, so that could be reflect statistical factors. If you look at the wider sort of labour market sort of indicators, they had pointed to a slightly higher unemployment rate. For example, people on the unemployment benefit were noticeably higher in the quarter. So do we put this down to the fact that we gained 130,000 migrants uh, over the past year, that the size of uh, the working age population was up 120,000 at a record high? Yes, um, playing a massive role there has been very strong net migration. If we looked at the growth in the the labour force, it was at 3% of the year. Now, that's the strongest in in decades. So migration is certainly playing a, a key role there. So what does this tell us about the state of the economy? Because we know that uh, the employment sector is the, uh, you know, the last part of the economy to actually really feel the pain. But you know, we've had clear signs the economy is slowing. So what do these numbers tell us? Yeah, I mean, you're right. The, you know, the demand for labour does lag the economic cycle. So we did expect that to, to come through in the Q4 figures. Um, it hasn't really done that as yet. But we are looking at still a pretty weak economic backdrop for this year. So we should see uh, increasing labour market slack become apparent over 2024. Now, people have been talking about unemployment rising to 5%, 5.5% even perhaps by the end of the year. Uh, is that still the view? Um, yeah, there's a lot of factors involved there, uh, clearly. But I think something in the region of 5% by the end of the year is probably a fair assumption at this point in time. Right. So wage press is still strong um, and that would be uh, not welcome news for the Reserve Bank. Uh, yes, that's, that's, that's absolutely correct. Um, if you look at wage pressure in an underlying sense, it's running just under 6%. Now the inflation, Reserve Bank's inflation target you know, is under 3 So the longer that, that, call, that um, labour costs remain elevated, the harder it's going to be for the Reserve Bank to push inflation below 3% on a sustained basis. The thing is always pointed at uh, wage pressures as being a driver of inflation, but we tend to also sort of not look closely at you know, the role of company profits and, and their earnings and their holding up margins. Can we give equal weight to that? Again, it would depend on the cycle. You know, clearly, wages are a key component into a firm's 
cost space. But yes, that only plays a small part in their pricing decisions. All right. You were picking or have been picking uh, a rate cut by the Reserve Bank in August. Are you now pushing that back? I think the risks are, are clearly tilted towards a later start. But for the moment, we're holding it at August. But um, the longer that we see signs of a resilient labour market holding up, and the longer the Reserve Bank will be keeping the reserve, the official cash rate where it is. So what term would you expect from the Reserve Bank when they have their first monetary statement at the end of this month? Well, I think they'll send people a reminder that we are making progress in lowering inflation, but the job is not yet done. So I think it's really going to be a reminder that, you know, sub-3% inflation is what we're aiming for, or they'll emphasise 2%. And they will do what it takes to to achieve that. Thank you very much. That's Mark Smith, senior economist at ASB. Well, turning to something a little bit different, consumers are struggling to distinguish fact from fiction when it comes to sustainable claims about products and brands. The business consultancy EY, formerly known as Ernst & Young, uh, it puts out a future, future cons, uh, consumer index. And its latest one shows that one in four New Zealanders are willing to pay more for products if they believe they're produced in a sustainable way. Well, EY's New Zealand customer and growth lead, Michael Summers-Gervais, says more than a third of consumers who do shop sustainably monitor the brands they buy and verify the claims that are being made. Brands really need to think about what their sustainability strategies are now, and it's kind of across supply chain, how much energy they use, how they produce their products to help secure long-term customer loyalty. One of the key stats, 51% of Kiwis are planning to pay more attention to the environmental impact of what they consume. So it's it's out there. People are thinking about it now. So if, if organisations don't think about it, they might well get left behind. Michael Summers-Gervais says sustainability is not a short-term strategy and it needs to meet consumers' expectations. 23 minutes past 12. It's time to have a quick catch-up on financial markets. I'm joined by Vanessa Otang of Jardin Securities. Kia ora to you, Vanessa. Kia ora, Charles. Well, we're all back from, uh, for some people, a really long weekend, but from a day off at least, mostly. Mm-hmm. What's the uh, market doing? We're in positive territory today. The NZX grows 50 as at 11,953 points. So we're up 26 points, which equates to 0.2%. The notable movers today are A2 Milk, $5.47, up 2.6%. ANZ, they're at $29.50, up 2%. And Heartland Group, $1.39, up 1.5%. Conversely, at the other end, we have Vista Group, $1.53, down 4.4%. Stride Staple Securities, uh, $1.53. $1.34 down 2.9% and Gentrack $6.90 down 2.8% today. Uh, now, note Fletcher building in the news uh, on Monday with its uh, extra costs um, and this today it's denying a media report about a capital raise, but uh, has any damage been done to the share price? Today it's trading at $4.21, so they're down about three cents, down 0.7% today, so not such a notable move today. All right, and obviously all eyes on the company because it reports, I think, it's half-year profit next week. Mm, That's correct, yes. What's it looking like in Australia? 
in Australia, we're in positive territory also. The ASX 200 is at 7,630 points. So we're up 48 points, which equates to 0.6%. Now, notably um, in Australia, it's outside the ASX 200, but Satire um, Group, they are an online luxury retailer, and they had an 80% growth in sales they've just announced this morning. They're at $3.81, and they're trading up 20% today. So they're the new hot stock for the time being, at least. (laughs) Exactly. Right. What's it like for the New Zealand dollar? The New Zealand dollar against the US is at 0.6098, against the Aussie 0.9343, against the British pound 0.4837, against the euro 0.5670, against the Japanese yen 90.14, and then lastly the Chinese yuan 4.39. Which takes us to interest rates, oil and gold. The three-month bank bill rate is at 5.71%. The 10-year government bonds are at 4.76%. Looking at the oil, we've got the Brent crude at 78.77 USA barrel, and the spot gold is at 2,035 US dollars an ounce. Thank you very much. That's Vanessa Otang from Jardin Securities. And we were mentioning their Fletcher building. Well, it's denying a media report, an Australian media report, suggesting that it's looking at a possible capital raise. The Australian uh, has reported that market speculation suggests the company could be making a move to raise money as early as next week. However, in a short statement to the stock exchange this morning, the uh, building company has rejected the report, saying it's seeking to have the story removed. Earlier this week, of course, Fletcher Building revealed it's setting aside another $180 million for likely losses on two big projects. And the company will report uh, its half-year results next week. We'll update the uh, numbers and the news for you at around half past five in Checkpoint. But for now, Ben, that's business. Kira.